You are now listening to DTF Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Delta Tango Fireteam. We are here to talk about video games, deliver some news, take some deep dives into some hot topics, and hopefully have some fun. I'm your host, Dustin Adams. Joining me today is... My friend, Bobby Smith, and also Aaron Luther. What's up, guys? Hey. Hello. Awesome. So, I guess just starting out um, with the podcast, uh, first on the agenda would be some news. Now, there's a lot that's happened in the past few weeks, and uh, with this being our first episode, I guess we could really stretch it back as far as we wanted, but... uh, uh, just to cover some of the some of the more interesting things that have happened here recently, Cyberpunk 2077 is hot on everybody's radar right now. Uh, it's coming out later this year. I think November. I don't know the exact date. Do you guys know the exact date? November something, 16th maybe. Uh, something like that. I'd have to double check. Let's take a look. Google knows everything. November 19th. You were Ooh, close. He was oh, okay. There. So right in. But. Um, I guess the news as far as that goes is, uh, you know, CD Projekt Red has kind of been showing off um, the game and its little, um, I don't know, vignettes, uh, yeah. little, little um, I don't know, little <laughs> streams, I guess, yeah, um, called the Night City Wire. So they've had two of these episodes come out so far. Um, you know, if you haven't seen those yet, you know, you can find them on YouTube, uh, probably under CD Projekt Red's uh, YouTube account, but... Go look those up. Uh, it's really worth looking at. Uh, but the the second one just aired, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And it kind of took a deeper dive into showing off, like, uh, the weapons in the game. And then also, um, they're called Life Pass. Or, you know, I guess think of... Um, Your backstory. Like different ski- yeah, right, like skill trees out. almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a rogue or assassin or, you know... Uh, one-handed, I guess, if you're thinking Skyrim, or I, I guess like that a little bit, but but uh, it's more overarching, right? Like I guess, like you said, uh, Aaron, um, backstory. So yes. it showed that off, and then music from the game. Um, so the in-game like band name is Samurai, which is led by, like, their their vocalist is Johnny Silverhand, which is played by Keanu Reeves, uh, which is already pretty famous. When they got to that section, but, I was half hoping that we would get some Keanu music up in there singing. <laughs> before they showed, before <laughs> yeah, they right. showed it was the Swedish heavy metal band, I was like, I was like, oh, God, sure. this would be fantastic. But, mm. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Did, um... Does anybody recall what the actual band's name was? The the real life band name? Oh, it's Swedish. Um, I, I know he's Swedish. Right. Yeah, I can't remember for the life of me what the the actual band name is. Um. Uh, but and you'll see it obviously if you go check out the vod of uh, Night City Wire number two. But yeah, talking uh or diving a little more into that. Uh, did did you watch this, Aaron? I don't know if I saw the Night City Wire. Uh, I saw okay. the one with the, where they sh- showcase some guns and you know the ba- the yep. backstories. Is that the same one? Mm. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Same one. I must not have caught so, the band or whatever. I think okay. they were last. Well, I think they were the last bit okay. featured. Yeah. Well, I just kind of wanted to dive into you know I think the most interesting part for most people was probably you know like is the guns you know that's that's going to be a staple obviously of the game um so i kind of wanted to dive into that just a little bit to talk about you know what we thought of the weapons that were showed off can you guys give your thoughts on that uh yeah freaking awesome okay (laughs) i like how i like how okay a lot of the guns look like they're mini rail guns and that's kind of their like in-universe explanation for rpg weapons and how certain guns can be 
significantly more stronger than others. I Some of them kind of remind me of the Hydra from Halo 5 with the lock-on feature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got, like, the target smart pistol type deal. Oh, yeah. Where you shoot around. Oh, balls yeah. And shit. Yeah. Like the I'm just going to aim yeah, up was... and bang you. That's what he's going to do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess I didn't cool. think about that. That's like a Titanfall yeah, the... like oh, yeah. smart pistol type thing, so yeah. that looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. The more they show off of this game, uh, the more hyped I am for it. You know, it's and I'm still trying to decide: do I want it on PC or Xbox? That's the real question. Right. I need an upgrade if I'm gonna get it on PC. Well, Ooh. I I think overall I was really impressed with the guns and the variety. Uh, that's what struck me the most. Is it seemed like they had a lot of different weapon types. Um, that you know, hopefully that'll keep it fresh. You know, it's not uh, all just like run of the mill traditional like what you would expect so i was pretty mm -hmm. surprised by the the different types of weapons and so i think that'll be a lot of fun um i'm definitely getting it on xbox but uh that's kind of my core platform um but yeah i agree completely that the more i see of the game like i was already hyped just kind of because of the i like the whole aesthetic you know i'm into the oh, kind yeah. of the genre i guess but yeah i i agree with you that um the more that it's shown off, the the more I'm into it. So I think that's going to be, you know, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm sure it'll be a home run. Oh, yeah. I I know. I think they're getting ready to launch a uh, comic book, uh, kind of like stories from Night City, which will be really interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's doing that? Is that a Dark Horse thing, or do you know? I don't know. Okay. That'd be interesting to know, because mm -hmm. I feel like that would probably play a lot on the tone of, you know, or, you know, the content of the comics, depending on who's kind of publishing it. But, um, and I yeah, that would be interesting. I didn't know anything about that. Yep. Yeah, it's about... Uh, it is, in fact, Dark Horse. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's yes. perfect. I feel like that's a really good fit, because I guess, kind of as their name implies, you know, they kind of do the... A uh, little bit grittier stuff, right. and um, you know, based on what we've seen of the game so far, I feel like that'll fit right in um, with the uh, kind of the theme and the aesthetic that they're going for. Um, I guess that kind of goes along with because uh, they're doing that anime too. Yeah, the, that that was shown off in the first Night City Wires. Is there, the same I think guys that was who 20... do uh, who did Gurren Lagann, the same studio. Yeah, I can't remember. Bullet? Yeah, I can't remember the studio. Was that it, Bullet? Is it Bullet? Yeah. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, it was those guys. It looks... Um, obviously, we really haven't seen anything. They had like a um, like a cover piece, almost like a title, you know, a, a little title shot of it. Um, but we really haven't seen much of it yet. I think that was 2020. Was that 20... It was like 2022, wasn't it? That that was coming out? It was a long time. Is it a ways away? Before that comes out. Yeah. Um, but it really seems like they're they're uh, going all in on it, looking for to kind of a, do an extended universe type of thing, too, which is really cool. Uh, moving on, I suppose. So, big for Xbox fans. Um, obviously, kind of a negative connotation with this, but uh, Halo Infinite was delayed, as many people know, until 2021. Um they kind of cited uh, production difficulties because of COVID, you know, having to work from home, um, things like that. And then I saw a little blurb today, a little blurb today, actually, that another um, another reason they had for the delay was outsourcing issues. Oh, really? So, yeah, and I don't know if that means like, um, well, you know, like uh, Activision and Call of Duty. They work with, like, multiple studios on each game, it seems like now. So, like, they'll be, like, the main studio creating the game, whether that be Infinity Ward or Treyarch. And then they have, like, these support studios that will help them create different parts of the game, like, uh, what is it, Raven Studio and Beanox, I think, are a couple of them that kind of support different aspects of the game. So I don't know if it, it was a situation like that. Um, where, like, a partner that was helping them with the game 
is having trouble delivering um, on schedule, or I don't know. I I didn't get to read too much into it, but that's my take on it. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on on all that? I actually saw um, from Sketch today on Reddit, uh, one of the three four three community guys. Um, right. Because I don't know if you remember the rumors that they were going to ship uh, single player without multiplayer or vice versa. Actually, yeah, I saw some. Yeah, it, and you know they came out and said no, that's not happening. Well, apparently, right. from what Sketch is saying, what happened was there were slight talks about doing that because of the delay. They thought they could ship mm. multiplayer potentially and delay the campaign, but they said that was quickly. They were like, no, we can't do that. We're just going to delay the whole thing. So apparently, that's where those rumors came from. Right. They didn't. They didn't want to split package it. So. Well, I can't remember where I saw that. I I did see something from... It was Phil Spencer, and he was talking to... I can't remember. It was an outlet that I was not super familiar with. Because um, he said that when they kind of realized that they were going to have to delay it, like him and Bonnie Ross, and then, um, you know, another upper executive, um, you know, in the Xbox um, branch had the conversation about potentially splitting it up, but he said right then and there that they decided not to do that. Yeah. So I don't know that it was anything more than that. Um, we we know where know. the leak came from. It was in that room. <laughs> Someone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I think people have probably given it a little bit um, more legs than, than really was necessary. I don't, I don't think it was ever a serious consideration. You know, that's kind of speculation on my part, too. But um, uh, anyway, regardless, that's not what they're doing. So we are faced with the delay overall. Um, and I think we'll dive into, um, you know, game delays in general a little bit later in the show. But uh, before we uh, kind of move on, um, Aaron, did you have any thoughts on on this before we move on? Here's my thought. I thought the uh, what they showed off at the press conference looked awesome. I like the take on the open world concept. I'm a huge open world, you know, style fan. As for the delay, as you said, we'll probably get into that a little later. I'm super okay with companies delaying games. Last several years, we've gotten a ton of games that have been undercooked, and they needed more time to bake, if you will. Uh, so yeah, delays are a bummer, yes, but I'm perfectly content with getting something great and not half-baked. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, well, that's a good point, actually. We didn't, you know, we talked about the delay, but we didn't actually talk too much about, uh, what we'd actually seen, you know, in the infinite reveal. I think that I... I agree with you in that I liked what I saw too. You know, it's I think that a lot of people were really expecting to be like wowed by the visuals um and I don't think that it was quite to that level. So in a way I can un, you know, I can understand why people would would get as upset as they were about the visuals because it it really wasn't, you know, like super super high fidelity and and that type of thing so but on the other hand i still thought it looked really good uh the weapons looked interesting the visuals you know weren't that bad and uh it looked like they're bringing some new gameplay mechanics in with like the grappling hook and such and then also kind of paying homage to um you know halos that have come before it like that deployable shield was, you know, right out of Halo 3, basically. Um, I like that. I, I love the shield. I love the shield. I need to see more of the grappling hook before I am sold. I have yeah. to see more. Yeah. yeah. I can agree. I think I was definitely worried about it, because it, that was kind of a leak before the actual reveal. Um, so people were talking about the grappling hook, and I was really worried about it because I didn't want it to... I was just worried that it would be like a, a main gameplay mechanic. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, kind of like Thrust was in Halo 5. Like, 
I was kind of worried that they were replacing that with this grappling hook. Oh, God, people would slinging around like, in multiplayer. <laughs> yes, exactly, and it would just be kind of too much to handle, kind of craziness. <laughs> oh, but um, they've confirmed that, and I think a lot of people were worried about that too because they they answered that question with, um, you know, all this equipment is like deployable basically, and it's like a it's like a their item pickups, their weapon pickups that you find on the map. You know, like equipment from uh, Reach type of thing. So not everybody's going to have it, you know, maybe one or two people at most. And so we won't really have to worry about people, like, ziplining around the the, the map. Tarzaning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Microsoft so. finally got its Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's all good stuff. I suppose we can move on. Uh, next thing, next thing that kind of uh, it's another leak basically, but uh, the Xbox Series X, codenamed Lockhart, um, kind of got it, it wasn't a full on like we didn't see the console specifically, um, that type of thing. But what happened is, I think it was it was overseas somewhere. I don't know if it was Europe or or what it was. There was an online retailer that um, basically accidentally sold an Xbox, uh, like a new Xbox series controller, a white one, ahead of time. Uh, it's kind of great how much ahead of time. It's kind of nuts that, that they've already got that many, or they've already have controllers manufactured, in my mind a little bit. But uh, anyway, or they delivered they sold this... for that matter. Well, exactly. Yeah, they accidentally sold this controller and shipped it to this customer. And when they got the the controller, the the box had on the side of it, it was uh, like compatible, um, you know, hardware that could be used for. And it listed Xbox Series X slash Series S, as well as Xbox One, Windows, PC, and all that stuff. But uh, it listed Xbox Series S specifically on the box. And then um, beyond that, I guess the potential release date for the console has been leaked to November 6th. I don't know where that leak came from, but I think uh, it was on a red sticker on a box. Um, oh, really? It was like okay. a, one of those do not display until whatever date stickers. Oh. Uh, which usually, nice. I guess, coincides with when the console's launching. Okay. Someone, apparently there was supposed to be like a energy drink or monster energy drink promotion. I think it was with Monster. And someone extrapolated a potential price based on the amount of points you would need to win to have won the console. How much it would cost at retail. Wow. Supposedly, obviously grain of salt, they're saying it's going to be five ninety nine. For the Series X. Okay. Well, I think that I think that's in line with a lot of people's uh, projection of what the console will cost. Yeah. Yeah, five to six hundred. That's usually usually every console. So the Series S, for anybody that doesn't know, is kind of like the what would it be? The Xbox One All Digital Edition. Kind of like that. Without the disc. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so PlayStation has their uh, disc version and their discless version. So this will just be the discless, ver- you know, uh, the disc readerless version of the Xbox Series X, basically, which presumably will have just a bit smaller profile overall uh, without the disc tray. And then, obviously, a, a bit cheaper uh, selling. Well, cheaper isn't the right word. A, a bit lower on the price point compared to the Xbox Series X. Yeah, I'm all for the uh, discless, discless Be option. Be careful how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> discless. Uh, you know, I can't even tell you the last time I bought a hard copy of a video game. Uh, you know, the, oh, the no old kidding. waiting outside a GameStop at midnight hype died when I was probably like 23, and 24. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, and if they could do cool things like, you know, remove the, the drive and, and I don't know, add a, a, you know, a second hard drive or something, cause that's, 
that's a huge issue anymore. Games are 200 gigs, Call of Duty, you know? <laughs> Not pointing gigs, fingers. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they could add better hardware, which I know the whole point of the S is to be like a lower version, but that'd be something cool, you know? I, I would totally drop the disk drive for, uh, you know, a little more power or another hard drive or, or even a bay where you can put hard drives in. Ooh, that'd be that'd sweet. That'd be kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm almost kind of hoping that with the like the real estate that they'll save without you know putting the Blu-ray uh, disc player into the console that they'll like maybe not wildly but uh, have a fairly decent departure like form factor wise from the X. I don't think that that'll probably happen. I think it'll probably be the exact same form factor with a, <laughs> without the the slot in it. But I just think it'd be cool if they like, you know, like I don't I don't want to say take a risk, but <laughs> just played played with it a little more and you know changed it up to to for it to be like easily discernible from one console version to the other, because that's really what the PS5 is. Is I mean it, it's slightly different shape, I guess, but it's pretty much just the same exact console without the the tray in it. I think it'd be cool if they were a little bit more different, you know. But yeah, I I think it's interesting. I I mean, I still like to buy physical games when it's something that I really like. I'm really into, um, you know, something that I still like looking at it on my shelf or whatever. But I I will admit that I've migrated away from physical media, at least as far as games go. Um, quite a bit or quite a bit more than I ever have as well. You know, I've got a three terabyte external drive with my Xbox, you know, that that I buy and, and store all sorts of digital games on too. So I think a lot of people are going that way. It really is super convenient, you know, it definitely like really hits you with that instant gratification feeling, you know, when you can get it right off the store, you download it, especially if you've got good download speeds you know and, and you've just got it right there you don't even have to leave the house or I love like you said the digital yeah pre-loading. go stand in line it being ready oh. right, right at midnight yep i you, you're ready to go you don't have to install anything you don't have to do anything you're good to go I, pop in I i've never it. actually done that really that's, I, yeah i forgot all about that yep. that's really cool oh yeah yep it i wonder if gamestop even does midnight releases anymore i should drive past next time there's a big one maybe big not where game. we're at <laughs> well that's I bet in yeah, bigger I towns mean, i bet i bet there's still some some yeah i mean gamestop is more of a you know well the digital thing really killed their sales uh but they definitely sell more like collectible stuff now so oh yeah, yeah i don't know it'd be yeah. interesting to see anyways well, off I was... topic i know no, that's okay. I was going to say that people would actually have to shop at GameStop for them to do the midnight launch. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's be real, though. There were some fun times standing out there, freezing ass rain and stuff. True. Wait, oh, wait. yeah. No, I there there were, for sure. Yeah. Um, it was just a different time, I guess. Oh, but... yeah. Before the, the day job. <laughs> yeah, right. When it, a lot of people were kids still. Oh, sure. yeah. So we talked a little bit earlier about um, Halo and it being delayed. So kind of in that vein, and, and we touched on it a little bit, that uh, specific topic we kind of wanted to touch on today was uh, game delays specific. So, you know, like what our opinions are on game delays, what games may have benefited from being delayed, uh, what games... Uh, maybe didn't benefit from being delayed or what game what what games potentially uh should have been delayed <laughs> that that weren't so i'll just kind of go first with this that uh, you know i remember back when they kind of rebooted sim city on uh pc a few years ago and a buddy of mine kind of got me hyped up for it you know and a lot a lot of the reason was because you could like you could like share, a, you know, a world. You could like get your own server, you know, and you and your buddies could get in there and kind of work on the same city and build it up and do all this kind of stuff. Well, it was really kind of like uh, Luther mentioned earlier. Was it was not ready? It was like half baked. It ran really poorly. There was just 
numerous bugs and issues with it that I guess at least potentially could have been ironed out if they would have delayed it. But I guess one of the major problems is that was an EA game, so they don't they don't seem to delay anything. They just release it, you know, whether it's you know we're the beta uh, testers, bro. Right. <laughs> so that comes to mind specifically. Um, you know, some other things like I guess we could keep going with EA games, not to like bag on them too much, I guess, but I know that Battlefield Five had a lot of issues that probably could have benefited <laughs> from being delayed. I know Anthem, unfortunately. Oh my was, god. Uh steaming trash fire, apparently. I saw that uh, coming a mile away. Uh, which it's it's so disappointing because the game when they first showed it off, it was the coolest thing. Like, what game, you know, we all want to be Iron Man, right? And this is that game that could have given us that. And I did play it for a little while, but, man, it was just, you get through the missions and there's nothing left to do, man. It was, oh. No end game. But that's what they're working on right now. They're doing Anthem 2.0, apparently. So. Oh, is that right? Yes. I mean, yeah. they're they trying, anyway. a Destiny twist where you turn right. it around, you know, good for them, I guess, you know? Sure. Yeah. I've also heard that they abandoned trying to fix it, so I don't know which well, one is true. But... They, yeah, I mean, they might have. The last I knew, they were definitely trying to do a 2.0 um, mm-hmm. to add stuff, but I, who knows? Maybe they did give up. Right. Well, I, because I, I remember reading that there was, like, a roadmap to fix it, and then they... It, they just took it all down from the website. So oh. I don't really know what the situation is. I'm sure there's people out there that are following that whole thing a little closer. But uh, just just giving examples of you know, those games that, that definitely, in my opinion, should have been delayed. You know, games that, that were delayed um, and I think came out better because of it. Uh, you know, what are some examples of those? You guys have anything that comes to mind? I do know of a game that launched despite potentially needing to, which is uh, Valorant. Because of the COVID crisis, people were working remotely. They went ahead and pushed through with launch with just one less, two less characters and one less map. And as they rolled out the beta and into live, slowly brought servers up as they could throughout everything. And it's gone off. I'd say without a hitch. They really haven't had many problems. Yeah, Riot's a really good company, so they, right. they got the they crap together. It. They get it, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I think they were obviously comfortable enough to, to launch what they had, and it wasn't significant enough to where it warranted a full-on delay. Right. Um, so, that, I mean, that's good That's good strategizing there. That's good for the the gamer, the consumer, and then it, you know, it shows that the... The company's competent and they know what they're doing, which is uh, reassuring. Well, I mean, I guess what comes to mind as far as games that uh, are, you know, have had delay, a delay and are, are better off for it. I mean, Cyberpunk's a good example. Of course, we don't know how that game's going to turn out. It's not out yet, but it has been delayed several times already. And I can't help but think that, you know, that's to the benefit of the game. and um, you know, for us to enjoy it with it, it being that much better of a game uh, because of the delay. And I, and I think the same thing with Halo. You know, I think it's a smart move. If they're really not confident in in the product that they're going to have by the time release comes around, then the best thing to do is release it. Um, you know, something that I remember hearing, and I don't know if that it was Miyamoto that said that, um, that you only get to release a game once. Well, that's not as true anymore because of patches and things like that. So, you know, you see a lot of games, like like you mentioned, Bobby, Destiny, where they can go back and kind of right fix the wrong it, yeah. and fix it and stuff. So, so that stuff does happen, but, you know, like those first impressions are super important. And, oh, especially uh, for online games and player bases. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what Destiny had at launch, I'm sure they don't have a... A significant portion of now you know at least for the first one you know maybe they earned enough trust after that that 
Yeah, it was interesting. I think not to delve into that specifically too much, but I know two had his. I didn't. I didn't get into two, and ironically, because the first Destiny kind of soured me on the whole thing. But I, I remember reading a lot of woes with the second Destiny that they had to from the to yeah. kind of write. It was one of yeah, those things where well. the like quality of life changes they made at the end of the first one weren't directly carried over to the second one from the get go. Right. Which is kind of goofy, because I yeah I you know I don't know if kind that's of different developer or different teams maybe not talking to each other or what, but it was kind of yeah yeah that's hard to speculate on. But yeah. it's the problem and with Destiny and it's one word Activision that is it. <laughs> that is... Well, they're they're done well, I now. guess that's the good thing they're they're split. <laughs> they're yeah, they're, they're, not, split. they're yeah, not doing yeah. that and, together anymore. And speaking on Destiny too. Xbox is getting all the DLC, the game, everything on Game Pass. Isn't oh, that on Game awesome? Pass? Yeah, isn't yeah. that awesome? And the exclusive sweet. stuff. Bet Sony's crying right now. <laughs> yeah, the exclusives. So I, I don't want to be a fan. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Are you playing? Well, I guess we'll get to that later, but. <laughs> <laughs> To, just, uh, just because to kind of I'm playing up, it. <laughs> to kind of wrap up the uh, the game delay thing, I think kind of final thoughts on that is, and I, I think we're all in kind of agreement there that, you know, if the game the game needs it, then it should absolutely be delayed. We'd all rather see the game get delayed and get a better game for it than, you know, release a game that isn't finished or, or kind of isn't what the dev envisioned. And, uh, you know, have a worse game and a worse experience because of it. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of our thoughts on that. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, very much so. Yep. Well, this is a part of the show where we kind of talk about what games we're playing now. Um, if it's something new, just kind of discuss what our initial impressions of it are. If it's something that we've kind of been continually playing, uh, discuss if we're still enjoying it or what we'd like to see happen to the game, uh, and then maybe what, uh, if there's any news on those games, like, um, you know, as far as new developments from from the uh, the developer, kind of what's in the pipeline for that stuff. It so it's gonna, it's gonna be a little, <laughs> it's gonna be a little uh, different, I guess, because with this being the first episode, we haven't really discussed anything uh that we're playing yet so we'll have to kind of clue people in on if we've been playing these games for a while or if it's something new so uh yeah you want to bobby you want to start i am in a space right now where i have no idea what i want to play i was playing knights of the old republic on the xbox for two days but tonight i have been enjoying some valorant so i might get back into that they have a new deathmatch mode which is really nice because they haven't had one uh they didn't have one at launch and it makes it very difficult to aim train especially and it's monotonous doing it against bots so it's really nice that that's in there now nice yeah so yeah. frank but so you've been playing valorant though yeah i mean yeah regularly been, or off and on or how's that how's that um work? it's been a few weeks since i played but um I mean, when it can't launch, I played it all pretty much all week, in late into the night on Fridays. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah, um, no, it's great. Yeah. What are, is there anything in particular that uh, you'd like to see added to that game? More maps. I think we have enough characters right now, but there are li- there are literally only four maps, and yeah, I could while, see I could see that getting stale after a while. You know, with I think it's been out uh, live a month and a half, close to, and they've added one map. You know, I mean, there's a lot to learn on each map, though, like how to play different angles and things, so so it can stay kind of fresh for a while. Um, But, you know, you look at a game like Counter-Strike where you have, you know, 12 to 15 great maps, you just want to get to that point, you know? Sure. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's probably just something that I'm sure they'll get there over time. Uh, it kind of keeps the player base. Um, it 
kind of gives everybody something to look forward to, I guess. When it does, and I know they have a rogue those... map too, so I I do believe there's another map coming, not too not too far in the future. I just have to check to see when that is. Okay. Yeah. Now, out of my uh, I've just out of curiosity, is there a ranked mode? There is. Yet? There is. Yep. Okay. Now, how does that work? Is it? Uh, you know, like tiers and stuff, or how does the rank mode? It's work? very similar to League of Legends and Counter Strike. Obviously, just different names of the ranks for the most part. Sure. And some of them might even be the same, like bronze tier, I, or silver tier, gold tier. Um, okay. You, know, you go up based on wins, losses, and your individual performance matters as well. Which I'm not sure how Counter Strike does it anymore. But I do notice that when I'm right. playing with friends, I'll have a – at the end of matches, they'll tell you if you had a small increase in rank or a significant one. And it seems like if you're at the top of your team's leaderboard, you get a significant boost to your ELO or your MMR. Okay. Yeah. Do you still – you still get a positive boost if you lose matches or you can't, does it? I don't think you can go – I don't think you can get a bump for being the best player on a losing team. I think you just okay. lose less less MMR. That right. and you can remain neutral. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Yep. yep, I think you're right. Okay. So if you're like carrying, you're not really punished for right. having a bad team necessarily or something like that. Right. You know, it's weird cuz in games like this or Counter-Strike, sometimes like you can have you can be the the lowest person on the board with 6 kills, but those six kills could have been the ones that won six rounds. You you just you know right. So it right. it is kind of odd to to think that they're basing off you know like uh, someone going extremely positive or you know when the other guy's kills could have been pot potentially just as significant. So well, I feel like that's an interesting point. I don't know if any of these games like take that into account, but uh, it would be interesting to have it. A different category like like impact kills you know like you oh, said yeah. those the, six kills could have been you know you kill the last guy on the other team and then disarm the bomb i mean that's you know was probably the most important kill in the round so it'd be interesting right. to have a, a category like that to where you know track that kind of stuff right well it's like in chess elo you know that's where it all came from was how you rank yourself against other players in a game like that and um in chess, different pieces are ranked different points. You know, the queen's worth the most points, so that's a very significant piece, and the game takes that into consideration when tallying scores, so... Right. Yeah. Interesting. Is there anything else? Are you playing anything else right now, or not really? Nothing else, really. Well, I, I can uh, talk about what I'm playing. I'm kind of all over the place here lately, so... I'm jumping into Call of Duty Warzone, like a lot of people. And um, beyond that, like, I kind of got into PUBG again here recently. I'm a big, big PUBG fan, or at least I was for a long time. I played that on console, on Xbox. But, uh, you know, I was involved in that since before it hit version 1.0. And um, I think like a lot of people, I got tired of that game with it. Uh, you know, it had a lot of issues, but anyway, I've recently got back into that again because it seems like they've um, taken some big strides in updating the game and making it uh, a lot more playable, which is great. And then beyond that, uh, I've also gotten into COD 4 Zombies again, just randomly. I've uh, been a Zombies fan in, in the Call of Duty games for a long time, and... Uh, so I just recently started playing that a little bit again. And, uh, gosh, I swear there was something else that I was... I think that's mainly it right now, though. I haven't played Warzone in a little while. I think that, um, you know, I like it. I wish there I wish there was more variety in that, too. Like, I kind of like how PUBG does the Battle Royale with multiple maps. You know, I think it keeps it more fresh. Whereas, like, Warzone and then, like, COD 4-2 had Blackout. And it was all the same map, and they would kind of just iterate on it. You know, I guess that's a Fortnite thing. Or at least it was for a long time. Yeah, I think they have a, yeah. a new map now. But, yeah, they just kind of iterate on the same map for a long time. And 
I don't know. It you get real familiar with the map, I guess, and kind of find the places that you like, but I I like switching it up more than that, so I guess that's why I prefer the PUBG um way is that, of Is that of running doing well it. on the Xbox now? Well now it is. Yeah, okay. Um I didn't I didn't play all last season, because um, I, I mainly play that with a, a particular friend of mine and kind of got fed up with the the poor performance so we took a prop you know for however long the season lasts like like two and a half three months those seasons last so we didn't play it for about that long and like i said i just kind of randomly jumped back into it again but it's running right now it's running better than, than i think it it, it ever has oh, so that's good yeah yeah it's actually pretty enjoyable to play so that's going okay uh, I'm enjoy, you know. I just kind of like jumping in there and for a few games or whatever, and being able to jump back out without you, um, too much commitment. You know? When you play, do you do you do um do you do just solos if you're by yourself, or do you ever jump in and try and squad wipe and squad <laughs> squad single? Um, <laughs> yeah, I have done that before. Yeah, okay, but I was um. I normally do solo, yeah. and in the times that I've done like one man squad, it's been on accident. Oh no! <laughs> so I've got I've gotten in there and actually done okay before, um, but yeah, for the most part, I just do solos. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really don't go for for randoms much. Uh, you really never know what you're gonna get, oh, obviously. No. So yeah, uh, kind of do the solo thing, and then. Um, the the one game I, I don't know if I mentioned it or not Wargroove I was playing that for a little bit I kind of fell off playing that again too but what, what that's a that? switch game oh okay it's um so think like Advance Wars back on the Game Boy Advance it's or uh, Fire Emblem it's a lot like Fire Emblem where kind of like you've got your overview of the battlefield type of thing and you've got different units that have like particular strengths and weaknesses and they can move so many places on the battlefield and it's kind of like rock paper scissors except with more than three three different types you know so like a pikeman is strong against cavalry and you know as an example this is strong against that and weak against this and this is strong against that and weak against this so it's a it's a fun little game it's kind of i like turn-based stuff a lot um, sometimes because it's not super intense, you know, I don't have to be like actively doing something every second. So it's kind of a good thing. Uh, and especially with the switch, cause you can use it in handheld mode while something is going on the TV. So you can kind of just like half watch TV and then while you're playing the game and you can kind of just stop whenever you want and look up at the TV, you know, because with it being you know, turn-based, you don't have to, like, I'm not moving a character or, like, shooting or something constantly every second. So I kind of like it for that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much what I'm playing right now. Uh, Luther, what are you playing? Oh, boy, what a list. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, back in February-ish, I got into Escape from Tarkov, and for those who don't know what that is, it is a... Rage Fest is what it is. That's my best description. <laughs> it's uh, a tactical shooter, and the point of the game is to escape from Tarkov, as it suggests. Uh, you go in, you can loot items, you upgrade your, you know, your hideout, which give you different abilities. You have skills that you level up, such as, you know, like um, you have a medical skill, so every time you get shot and you bandage yourself, you can increase your. Med- Anyways, long story short. Uh, you go in, you loot, you kill stuff. Um, so it's a really fun game, but like I said, it will make you rage. I uh, I haven't played in a week because I needed a little break. So the objective of the game, like I said, you loot stuff. So uh, you can loot players if you kill them or if you see a dead body laying around, you can loot them. And also people can loot you. So, you know, you can work hard on getting all this gear and then you just gets taken away. It's it's depressing at some some point. Real sweet game. If you haven't played it, check it out on Twitch or something. It's really cool. Um, I've also been playing Cod Warzone. Uh, I've been doing the season five thing. 
Um, nice little addition with the open uh, stadium and the train. The train's really fun to hop on. Not go ahead. on the train. Yet. Oh, yeah. There's like five or six red boxes. It's kind of cool. I actually flew into it yesterday. I parachuted in, and I glitched into it and died. So that was great. Uh, went right <laughs> to the gulag. 200 gigs, you know? <laughs> hey. Right. Anyways, yeah, a lot of COD. Uh, someone just discovered a nuclear missile in one of the bunkers, so that could be a new key thing to a new map or something. We'll see. Do you uh, do you get the season passes, Luther, or do you just? Uh, yeah, uh, I've been uh, I've been getting the season passes. Do you finish <laughs> them? I have the hardest okay. time finishing one. I didn't finish last season. I finished season three, though. And I didn't buy any extra levels, so that was kind of fun. Mm. <laughs> nice. uh, an- another game I've been playing, actually just finished the story, was uh, Ghost of Tsushima on the PlayStation 4. And let me tell you what a game. Uh, the easiest way to describe this is Assassin's Creed Japanese style. Basically, you're playing as a samurai uh, fighting the Mongolian invasion of this island. And you have to deviate from your samurai ways and your honor code to drive the Mongolians out of the island. Stunning visuals. It's it's super pretty. The story is really great. Give it a shot. It's, it's awesome. If you have a PlayStation, do it. It's actually Sucker Punch's fastest selling game. So... It's 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 quite the game. It's really fun. And, yeah, I've uh, heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I actually, you know, you know how things come out and like, you kind of get that Twitch swarm where like all the big streamers are playing it and sure, stuff. So sure. that's kind of when I jumped in there and looked at it. And uh, I actually watched uh, Moon Moon play it. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Moon Moon on Twitch, but he's <laughs> hilarious. So. Uh, yeah, I've got I've heard a lot of good things about the game and and that's kind of where I got uh my idea of um you know, the minute to minute gameplay of it. But uh yeah, it does look really cool. It yeah, it's it's a it's a good game. I just finished the main story. There's a ton of stuff to do, you know, like f- typical finding collectibles and things like that. Uh really cool. You can upgrade gear and it changes the look as you upgrade and and you can collect different swords and things like that so uh, a lot of customization uh the gear obviously has you know unique abilities or uh unique skills or whatever uh so like one set of gear could increase your ghost abilities which is your stealth or one set could increase your samurai skills and uh you know increase health and things like that so different attributes but yeah, I can't stress enough, the game's awesome. Oh yeah, so I just picked up Rogue Company, which is a third-person tactical shooter, I guess you'd call it. Uh, real fun, 4v4. It's There's two game modes right now, and I can't remember one of them. And the other one is Demolition, where you plan a bomb, basically. Uh, the other game mode is... It, there's a point you capture, but I don't get the point of it. Because you end up killing the other team or they kill you and you have 12 tickets. So after your 12 tickets are consumed, you can't spawn anymore. So, but yeah, fun game. I also picked up moving along. Don't know if you've seen anything on Fall Guys, but my God, this game is the sweatiest game I've ever played. (laughs) Uh, It is. I played a couple rounds last night, man. it, It really gets you pumped if you get it to the next level, man. I might pick oh. that up because it looks like it, one of those games where where it's like 3 a.m. and you've been playing for the win <laughs> and you can't help but laugh at everything that's happening around you. Oh, man. It is hilarious. It's And like I said, it is super sweaty, but, man, you have fun being sweaty. It's, <laughs> is that uh, PC only or? PC and PlayStation, I think. I don't know if Xbox has okay. it or not. Hmm. Yeah. It's like 15 bucks. It was. It's pretty cool. It's really – it's – I think it's classified as a battle royale and basically you you drop into a map and your goal is to get across the map uh, with all these like moving obstacles and things like that before the other people. So you move on to the next round and it's not necessarily all moving maps. There's some game modes where, you know, you have to play soccer against the team. You got to score more goals or uh, ones like, steal the tail off another player and last so long with the tail it's 
I think Bobby suggested it looked like Mario Party or something along those lines. Uh, I guess you can compare it to that. But yeah, it's yeah. it's quite a fun game. It's a nice little uh, chill relaxation game. So if you get raged, you know, in Tarkov, just switch over to uh, <laughs> to Fall Guys. I might pick so, that yeah. up. It's fun. It's fun little game. How much? I don't. How, how much was ahead. Rogue Company? Uh, so there's three tiers to Rogue Company. There's a base game, which is like 15 bucks. Hmm. Uh, there's a standard edition, which is 30. And then there's the ultimate or whatever, which is 60. And I, I picked up the standard. You unlock all the characters and you get a couple skins and things like that. Um, but yeah, Rogue, Rogue Company is pretty sweet. I've played that a couple days now. You said that's so. crossplay too. It is crossplay. Yes, indeed. Hmm. I've not seen tempting. anything on that. I'll have to look that up and see what uh, that's all about. Here's what's weird. So the game's in beta or alpha or something. I think it's beta. And you pay for it, but I've heard once it goes full 1.0, it's free. So I don't understand the point of why it's... Funding, but whatever. maybe? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just weird that it would be... Anyways, I digress. But yeah, it's it's a pretty fun game. Um, there's It's like Valorant in a sense where each character has their own special abilities or unique guns and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so it's like a hero shooter type of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, cool. uh, yeah. Other than that, I think, uh, yeah, that's about all I've been playing. Uh, a lot of Tarkov, a lot of Tushi- or Tsushima. Todd, <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Well, this has been very first episode of Delta Tango Fireteam Podcast. I guess we'll sign off and let everybody know where they can find us. I've been your host, Dustin, and you can find me on Xbox Live if you want to play some of the games that I mentioned earlier. Uh, you can get at me with my gamer tag. It's uh, DrakeWind, capital D-R-A-K-E, capital W-I-N-D. Uh, Bobby, where can everybody find you? On Xbox... Um, my gamer tag is LX space spawn space XL. For other games, it's, it'll be a little bit different every time. But if you ever catch me on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash LX spawn XL. And Luther, where can everybody find you at? Well, I like to uh, dabble in the streaming. I'm not huge or anything, but uh, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Luther dog. L U T H E R. D-A-W-G. And then I have links to my Twitter and Instagram if you still choose to want to look at my pictures and my pretty face. Right on. Well, and if uh, anybody wants to get a hold of the channel in general, uh, we do have an email. That's at uh, deltatangofireteam at gmail.com Thanks everybody for joining us on our very first episode and hope to see you again for episode number two. Bye. See you later. Later.